Hey everyone, welcome back to Barbecue to Movies. This is scriptwriter Steve, and do I have a show for you today? Today is November 22nd, 2020. That's a Sunday, and for some reason, we have some very interesting headlines coming out today. I thought I was just going to sit down and watch some football, you know, eat some bar- barbecue. But today, there was a statement released by the Trump campaign by Rudy Giuliani. And I'll quote this, and it said, Sidney Powell is practicing law on her own. She is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not a a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity. So that's all what was written. Um, If you read into it on the surface, it looks as though they're kicking Sidney Powell to the curb. Um, But... And Sidney Powell didn't comment. So uh, I'm not sure what to make of it. I've read things on top of the internet saying that maybe she's, uh, uh, this was always the plan. She was always going to do things on her own. And um, she does have her, her, her own legal defense fund aid, which she did mention to, um, off camera to another uh, podcaster that um, that is where she is getting all of her money from. And then she is, she is attacking Dominion separately from the Trump campaign. So, and Michael Flynn did come out and say that Sidney Powell is not going anywhere. Um, but I just hope whatever she says is true. And um, there's been a lot of, you know, programmers who came out who actually, you know, came out and tried, tried to audit the Dominion machines and talked about the algorithm behind of it. And a lot of it is 100% true. So it, it goes into, you know, kind of into the narrative that Sidney Powell is pushing, that they gave votes to Biden from Trump. and um, But also, I'm, I'm going to fast forward here, uh, also in the news, <laughs> the Dominion Machine spokesperson said on Fox News that these machines can't switch votes from one candidate to another. Um, they said that today on Sunday. And <laughs> it just happens to be that spokesperson is Michael Steele. And if you don't remember who he is, um, he is this black gentleman who used to be the former RNC chairman, and he's notably anti-Trump. I mean, he is anti-Trump as possible. He belongs to these, um, I think, the Republicans Against Trump organization, which includes everyone, everyone from Kellyanne Conway's husband to my own state represent, my former state representative here who was a Republican, is now against him. John Kasich is also for them. I think these Republicans also voted for Biden. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure how anyone can vote for Biden if they're Republican because Trump has been the best conservative we've ever had, right? So, um, and, and, and you know, I, I want to take a look at what he actually said. He said these machines can't switch votes from one candidate to the other. Um, that may be true because a lot of the votes are uploaded to a server over in Barcelona, Spain, and then that's where all the manip- manipulation happens. But if you take a look at the manual, and I actually did, you can actually wait votes on this machine, which is very strange. For example, if you vote and I vote, there should be one and one. Our vote should equal one vote, and my vote should be equal one, correct? So 
but in these Dominion machines, say, for example, if you voted for Biden, your vote may equal 1.23 votes. And my vote for Trump will equal 0.56 votes. So again, there's not switching anything, but they're just tallying votes differently. So at the end of the day, it would take maybe two votes to equal one vote of Biden and automatically Biden you know, gets way more votes. And that may explain why there's just this huge jump in, you know, he has 80 plus million votes, yet he can't, you know, fill an arena with, you know, or, or a park with 80 people. Um, so we'll see what happens on there. Uh, Monday will be very, very, very interesting. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to like waking up and reading the news tomorrow. So, uh, but on top of that, um, I just want to talk about some other things here, more about personality types and the political parties that they are associated with. And for some reason or another, and I've been watching this from afar, and I've always noticed this too, though, um, but there are just certain type of personalities that are uh, attracted to certain um, political parties. Uh, so, for example, um, uh, you, you'll, you will find more loyalists or followers uh, or blind loyalists on the Democratic side than you will on the Republican side. Um, you will find more emotional, angrier supporters on the Democratic side, uh, more, a lot more violent um, on the Democratic side than you will on the Republican side. And um, when you take a look at this, this really comes down to, uh, I guess, the, the personality types, the unhealthy version of these personality types. And um, I wanted to get into this a little. So this may get, may get very, very nerdy here. Um, and what I am going to introduce you to you now is um, a quick study on personality types. I'm going to try to cram it all in here within you know, a short amount of time as possible. So if I bore you, then, then get out of the podcast, but I'll, I'll promise I'll try not to bore you. But, um, this may, you know, you know, shed light onto why people, you know, why we as Republicans or conservatives really can't get along with, uh, Democrats or they can't get along, along with us once they find out we're conservatives, right? We can get along with mostly anyone, right? So, so, uh, there's a thing that I've studied, and uh, it's, a, it's a personality uh, behavior, I guess, uh, not program, um, but I, I learned this way back when I was um, becoming a, a storyteller, uh, back when I was 18 or 19 years old, and it's called the Enneagram. And what they do is that they actually separate um, personality types into nine main personality types. Um, I'm not going to go through the entire list now, but, but there's just the type one, type two, type three all the way up to type nine. And they, the way they separate them is by defining the fears of each individual. And for some reason, and uh, it's very, very accurate, and it's so accurate that it really became the base of how we actually created characters for, sto for stories. Uh, for example, uh, Captain America would be a type one, a healthy type one, your all-American hero, want, wanted to reform things. And then at the same time, we had Batman, who was unhealthy type one. He wanted to reform things in a very dark way. 
Uh, so you, you could always have these two, you know, again, exact same personality types, but on different sides of the spectrum of healthy and unhealthy. And a lot of times this is how we created character growth. Um, character growth in a script is what personal growth is in real life. So when we take a look at the Democrat Party, um, I noticed, and this is from a writer's perspective, is that I noticed there's a lot of type six loyalists in the Democrat Party. And the type six loyalists are very unique because, um, again, we're all defined by our fears, correct? Um, So for me, I'm a type one reformer and uh, a reformist is a person who wants to fix things. Um, they they operate by law and order. Rules are very important to them. And their biggest fear is doing the wrong thing. The wrong, but the bad thing about people like me is that I live my life in a box of rules and sometimes I don't experience life outside that box. And at the same time, I want everyone else to live by my box of rules so I can be very... Come, become very inner retentive, <laughs> become very argumentative with other people, become very judge, judging of other people. Uh, peop, um, and, I, and if people are not agreeing with me, it just triggers the hell out of me. Um, and I would just want to argue, 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 argue. And this is exactly what Donald Trump is. He is a type one reformer. Uh, Bernie Sanders is also a type reformer, and probably AOC is a type reformer, as is Osama bin Laden. So and also Captain America. So you can you can see how this how, how the the spectrum goes from unhealthy to healthy and everything. You have two different versions of, of of every type of personalities. In fact, probably even more. So going back to the Democrats, I have seen more of the what they call a type six loyalist, and their main fear, out of all the fears that they could have, is they fear themselves the most and however they got to that point most of them have these major major trust issues this feeling of abandonment and um, they shy away from the spotlight and also leadership roles because they don't trust themselves at all they're always looking for a rescuer to tell them what to do Um, by nature they're highly suspicious of other people so Again, here comes a trust issue thing. Because they don't trust themselves, they're highly unlikely to trust you. So, so um, you know, they're more likely to trust a group. So to, to, um, to calm themselves, they'll end up joining a group of any type. It could be a gang. It could be a church. It could be a sports team. It could be the Democratic Party. It could be Antifa. And it... It really depends on who they join is what this type six loyalist becomes. See, they, become, they may become very healthy, a healthy version of a type six, or they may become very unhealthy. Um, they are very much into, into collective thinking. So again, if you join the church you'll, and say it's a Christian church, they will believe everything that church preaches, specifically that church. If they join Black Lives Matter, they're going to actually believe everything Black Lives Matter thinks. Um, and they're very much into groupthink because they don't believe that one person can have the ultimate answer. If people think collectively altogether, they think that answer is more likely correct. And 
the last thing that they also have is an unwavering devotion to um, to their beliefs, like a religion. So again, you'll find people who are in the like in the Democrat Party, it becomes their religion, like Christianity. That is their religion. They are complete religious followers, and that's why when you take when you try to convince them of anything other than like say for example, a Muslim tries to convince uh, a Christian of their way, that Christian will retaliate, you know, you know, quite, 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 um, quite passionately. Right. And they may be right, but again, again, that energy of just retaliating, it's basically like Democrats and Republicans, or you, or you try to convince someone who's very much into the theory of black lives matter or Antifa, um, they will go down with the ship believing in the narratives of whatever that organization preaches. So, that's what you'll find on um, the Democrat side, more so than the Republican side. On, on the Republican side, you'll, you'll find loyalists, you know, again, paranoia, uh, uh, you know, somewhat, but not so much because everyone independently thinks together. I mean, everyone independently thinks, uh, not so much on the left, where the, whatever, whatever comes down from the top, whether it's Nancy Pelosi or AOC or Bernie Sanders, everyone follow, follows the same talking points. You see it. You see it on the news. You you see it like through <laughs> their comments on Facebook or Twitter. They are all saying the same thing. So Hunter Biden's laptop, it's not true. It's part of Russia collusion. Even though it's not true, it came down from Joe Biden, and everyone else would just fall in line blindly lock and step because they they can't think on their own they just really can't um so but then on top of that now we have this 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 uh type six loyalist personality on the left um the majority of them uh we also have uh, i've seen what they call the type four individualists and um the type four ind individualist is really interesting because it's uh a lot of your movies uh, characters are actually a type four individualist. These are your uh, your people who are always on search for an identity or to find themselves. Uh, they spend their whole life, you know, searching, traveling, traveling the globe, on search for who they are, their place in the world, because society has rejected them. And um, if you want to take a look in the movies, that would be Luke Skywalker, right? He, you know, he walked around different places and say, who am I? Where am I? Who are my parents? Um, am I a Jedi? Am I not a Jedi? Uh, Ray, I guess Ray from, from the, the latest Star Wars, she was the same thing. In fact, in the last installment of Star Wars, almost every single character was a type four individualist, which was merely self-projection of the screenwriters writing themselves into the script, which, which was uh, just horrible. But, um, so you'll find a lot of those things. And uh, one thing about these, these uh, individuals, uh, they're very expressive and very emotional. Um, so it's, very, it's really, really hard to get a hold of them but they're, but, um, and to be friends with them quite specific because they're just very, they, they can get offended very easily. Um, they're very artistic and creative. They're very out there. Um, sometimes they'll dye their hair, get a lot of tattoos on them. And when they dye their hair, it's usually something to pretty much give the middle finger to society usually. Um, they also view the world through a metaphor, metaphoric lens. So if you say one thing, like say for example, you say, 
well, you look great today. And then they'll transfer that into say, well, are you saying I don't look great every day? And a lot, again, a lot of artists think this way. A lot of, um, and, and it's very interesting when you, when you take a look at it in, in journalism right now, because the way they interpret um, Donald Trump, everything is offensive. So they can take something as a good statement that he would say. I mean, he can cure cancer and they'll interpret it as something negative. So you'll, you'll see a lot of these very, 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 uh, I guess, uh, I guess, um, metaphoric thinking, metaphoric uh, journalists who are type fours, who are just, you know, just, just getting a little too creative with their writing out there. Um, a lot of them are highly introverted, um, and they're they're basically uh, they overcomplicate simple things. So, so so basically, they're you know a simple little problem they'll make into it like a mountain out of out of nothing. And um, but that but that's them right there. Now, a lot of times the type fours are your like on the unhealthy on the unhealthy side. You know. They're actually your transgenders. They're actually people who are, you know, not very comfortable in their own skin. And again, instead of getting that ear pierced or dyeing their hair, they're going to get, you know, um, that that sex change surgery to see if that could cure them of their of their search. You know, so maybe that long search is over. A lot of them find that that doesn't cure them because it's actually their personality that needs help more than anything else. So again, you're, these are the two types that you'll find on the Democrat side. And again, these are things which we, uh, you, you won't find them on the right um, because it just, it just doesn't interest us. Like for example, metaphoric thinking, um, you, you'll find a different type of artist uh, on, on type of, on the Republican side. They're very literal. They're not, they're not abstract. You'll find abstract thinkers on the left-hand side. So you'll find the more literal type four on the right, the more abstract type four on the left. Um, and when it comes to the loyalist, uh, now I'm going to go backtrack here about the loyalist. I kind of skipped over one thing. There, when a loyalist is very healthy, they are your best sidekick you could ever have. If you ever marry a loyalist, she will be she or he will be by your side till, till death do you part and even after death. Um, they are that loyal. They will go down with the ship and, and you, they will, loyalty to almost a flaw. Um, but when they're not in their best, their best, uh, I guess say their, their best light, um, there's, there's a version of them called the counterphobic loyalist. And this is very interesting because the, the, um, Take the word counter. A counter can mean to retaliate or attack, or it could also mean to destroy. You know, counterattack, counterbalance, and everything. Just to just to balance, right? So, and phob phobic means an irrational fear. Now you put the two words together, counterphobic, and counterphobic literally means to destroy what you fear. And the type six loyalist. Out of all personality types, uh, will actually destroy what they fear. So, for example, if if I am an an unhealthy type six counterphobic type six um, that is just paranoid, have I have trust issues, and 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 I and I go to the psychologist and say I am scared of an elevator 
And they said, well, come in tomorrow and we'll try to fix it. We'll talk it out. Well, I come in tomorrow and I say to the psychologist, well, I fixed everything. I destroyed the building. There's no elevator. And that's how a type six counterphobic thinks. So again, if you are a Trump supporter, they're a Democrat and they think you're a racist. Now, they don't want to listen to you trying to defend or trying to explain to if you try to explain to them that, no, I'm not a racist, you know, Trump isn't a racist. No, they don't want to hear that. They would rather destroy your friendship. Um, and this is what happens. Like, say, for example, when Milo Yiannopoulos or Candace Owens, they went over to these college campuses. And again, these type six counterphobic loyalists, and they're in a group now too, right? So it's even more dangerous. Now it's group think counterphobia. They just ended up destroying everything. They wanted to literally burn down their entire neighborhood, their entire college campus, and hurt Candace Owens because they did not want to even hear her talk. That is their solution. Um, so we have Black Lives Matter, um, Antifa. They're, you know, <laughs> even if police brutality is on an epidemic proportion, why should you burn down your own city? It doesn't make any sense to us on the right. Why don't we talk about it? Why don't we try to reason it? Why don't we try to find a solution to this horrible problem? But the type six counterphobic, again, and then they're in that group, they want to destroy what they're fear of, what they have a fear of. So those so quote unquote, you know, they, they think that those quote unquote police are being racist. Well, we're gonna destroy them, burn down their precinct. We're going to burn down the, the, whole, the, whole, the, whole, the whole system, tear it down, and then try to fix something from there. Then the problem is that when, when does the tearing down ever stop? Because eventually you're going to have nothing to destroy. And, and where do you go then? And that's where the counterphobic just gets stuck in a loop. And the truth is they just hate. And, and I'll tell you one thing even scarier. Um, the type six counterphobic has a very dark side to them because most murderers are type six counterphobic loyalists. This is, these are the crimes of passion. If I can't have you, no one can. So if that person can't fall in love with me, then I will destroy them. If, you know, if I am a husband and I get fired from my job, well, I'm going to destroy my whole family, kill them because the pain is just too much and I'll destroy myself. And this is their reasoning. So many murderers are type six counterphobic loyalists. Um, and uh, again, we were, when we were writing stories, it's very easy to find these everywhere. Um, and it's very easy to find them on the Democrat side. And again, you cannot reason with them. That's the reason why you can't talk to them because they are unhealthy. And what's worse, is the barking orders coming down from the top, coming down from Nancy Pelosi, from Maxine Waters, from the very top, are, is to actually approve of it, to encourage counterphobic um, behavior, to say, hey, I, I believe Maxine Waters was telling people, telling her counterphobic loyalist, if you see Republicans dining out, go ahead, disrupt their life, destroy their life, right? So, and, and here's the interesting thing, okay? 
I'm going to move on from, from there. Okay, so I'm not, I'm going to move on from the type six and the type four. Um, there's, there's, there's a personality type that is attracted to politics in general. And here's the very, very, I guess, very, very, very um, interesting thing about this is that they are not the type six loyalist, most of them. They're not the type fours, not the type ones. They are what they call the type three achiever. And the type three achiever, um, if you think, thought the, the type six loyalist was scary, well, the type three achiever, uh, at their best, they are, I think you're Tony Stark. Tony Stark is probably the best example of a type three achiever or your wide receiver, you know, you know, football, you know, your wide receiver in football who's very, he achieves all of his goals. He's, he looks good. He dresses nice. He's very wealthy. And when he puts his mind to it, He's um he he just scores touchdown after touchdown for Tony Stark. He um he was just so good at accomplishing things, but he always he liked the the attention, the spotlight. Um he was very good in front of the camera. Uh he's very charismatic. Um just people just loved him. The media just loved him. Everyone just loved him. And this is what the type three achiever is. They are a person who just wins. They are very great at winning, but they win because they very much like the image of winning, um, more so than doing right. So again, this is where Tony Stark, you know, struggled a lot, doing right over, over increasing his image. Because remember, he was more into like actually being Iron Man for the publicity part of it than actually being the superhero part of Iron Man in the beginning. And that was the entire character arc of Tony Stark. Could he think of something more than himself? So again, think about that. That, that's a type three achiever. You'll find that most politicians are type three achievers. They honestly don't want to do the right thing. They will say they want to do the right thing, but they're not. And this is where the type, type three achiever gets very scary because they are the con man or the con woman. They are so good at conning you. So they will tell you to do that they're going to do this, they're going to deliver A, B, and C, and they never do it, right? The Republicans, you know, they ran, they fooled us. Remember, drill, baby, drill, we're going to drill in Anwar. They never did. They said they were going to build a wall on the, on the, on the southern border. They never did. Enforce immigration, they never did. They were said they were against war, and, they, and, they, and we got into, you know, it's a, we've been in a war ever since Donald Trump. Donald Trump was the... I think the most recent president that never went into a war, but Obama put us into a war, George Bush did put us into a war, George Bush Sr. put us into a war, so did Bill Clinton. So did, you know, so again, we've been in these wars for a very, very, very long time. Um, and again, they will do anything to win. So again, at the top, at the top of both parties, the majority of these politicians are type three achievers. They are very charismatic people. They say the right things, all to win, all to stay in office. You can't really trust them. And, you know, they're so good at conning you because even we believe them. You really can't, if they're really a, really a good liar, you really can't tell that they're not telling the truth. So, so um, that's where it gets really scary. And again, they influence their type six loyalists, their type fours on the, on the left, and on the right-hand side, you know, we don't have those much. Uh, we don't have those loyalists as much because the Republicans, 
they, you know, you, you'll find Republicans who vote Democrat. You know, for me, you know, you know, I vote Democrat, I vote independent. Hey, I'll even vote Green Party if I, if I look at the, if I believe what they actually, you know, if I actually believe in what they're preaching. So, so, uh, you know, that right there is why we can't, you know, get along with each other. It's, um, and I really think too, is that because on the left, they have so many loyalists and they're brainwashed from the top down, getting the orders to stay angry. And what's really, it's really sad is because, but hate and anger has become an identity of the left. I mean, how often have you walked and I guess talked to a person and they suddenly find, find out that hey, you're, you're a Trump supporter or you're a conservative of some sort, or you believe, or you're like pro-life. They, they, all of a sudden they go from friendly to angry in, in a split second. You know, they, they can't stand you. And, and they may even have been your friend for like years. So, and you're out of their life just like that. It's almost like they're bipolar or, or what psychologists would call borderline personality disorder. So um, that, that's it right there right now. So I'm sure you may have a lot of questions too. So what I just talked about, uh, I kind of got kind of a little nerdy on you there because uh, I just started going off on a tangent. I have to really apologize. But uh, that is all I have for you today. I just wanted to get that, out, that off my chest. Um, again, all of this comes from my knowledge of storytelling. I'm not a psychologist uh, by at any means. I just studied personality. In order to become a good storyteller, you have to know personality like the back of your hand. And I'm always, always studying personality. It's almost like a, it's a, it's a sickness almost. So, so uh, you know, you're always taking a look at, at people and just trying to dissect them and figure out how the hell can I write this person. But, um, that is it I have for you today. Oh, one more thing uh, is gotten out already. I only had one episode, and for some reason, people found out who I am already. That's really strange. So uh, I guess that's really strange, and uh, luckily, it's all good people. So uh, uh, my, my full name is Stephen Young. Um, my website is scriptwritersteve.com. It's script, C-R-I-P-T, writersteve.com. Um, and you can find out a lot about what I'm talking there. I'll start putting the podcast up there. I do teach storytelling on top of there, and I have a lot of movie reviews, which I eventually will get into. Um, but I am. This is what's on my mind right now with the, all the politics. So I have to really apologize for not talking about barbecue or movies or anything like that. Um, and I think that's about it. You can reach me at Steve at scriptwritersteve.com if you want to get a hold of me. And uh, that is about it for now. So until next time, I will talk to you later and uh, you have a good night.